Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Elaine B, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today's date is Wednesday, January 22nd, 2020, and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today, we're reading from the big book, the chapter into action. We're on page 84, and we're going to be reading and commenting on paragraph two, which begins these. This thought brings us to step two. Today's readers are Martha M. on the 12 steps, Lucy M. on the 12 traditions, Penny L. C., Dawn B., and Leslie W. Nan K. will greet newcomers after our recording ends in about 50 minutes, and um, Leslie W. will have some important announcements for you at that time as well. The reference number for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting for Tuesday, January 21st is 14004. That's 14004. And the reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting for Wednesday, January 22nd is 14006. That's 14006. DOA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I now ask Martha M. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning. My name is Martha M. I'm from Connecticut. I'm a recovering compulsive under and overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us 
and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Martha M. You too. And we'll now ask uh, Lucy M. to please read the 12 Traditions. Hi, I'm Lucy M., Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Oregon, the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Number two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our readers are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Number three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Number four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Number five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry this message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Number six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Number seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Number eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Number nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Number 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion, on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Number 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Number 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you very much, Lucy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, and then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted using star 1, please. Today, we resume the study of the big book, and we're in the chapter Into Action. We're on page 84, and we're reading the second paragraph. I'll ask Penny L.C. to please begin reading and get this thing started for us. 
Thank you, Elaine. Thank you for your service. Good morning, and good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny L.C., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater from the state of Washington, and this is the big book. This thought brings us to step 10, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So again, the big book does a beautiful job of outlining the directions that I need to stay in fit spiritual condition. And I have, at this point, done... Steps four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. And this new step of step 10 just takes all of those and combines them for me. So that all the work that I've been doing up until this point to clean up my side of the street is not going to start to get that side of the street re-littered again with my resentment or my fears. I'm going to be able to keep God's spotlight on them and keep shining the light on them so that I can keep cleaning up that, anything that might crop up on my side. So as it outlines here, I continue, continue, continue. There's no graduation. I don't get through the steps and say, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm good to go. I don't need to look back. This tells me that I will need to continue this work daily. I'm, it's a growth step. I need to continue to examine and learn from the lessons that life is presenting me. That I believe my higher power gives me the opportunity to learn every day. And so here it outlines where I'm doing my step four to flush out the selfishness, the dishonesty, the resentment and fear. I'm asking for God's removal of them, but then I'm also calling someone or speaking to someone in recovery to share it. And And that's a humbling step for me to do. And yet that's when I can hear my truth, when I speak it out loud to another person instead of just within my head. I know I'm getting, I'm, I'm able to, to trust the truth that I'm hearing come out of my mouth. And if not, if I'm off base, then the other person can help, you know, direct me to my truth. That's the beautiful part of the step 10 process. And then, of course, if, I, if we, you know, determine that there's harm that's been done, I've got to go and make the amends to take care of that part um, to make sure my ego is not you know, starting to uh, think that it's in control again. And 
I turn my thoughts to someone I can help. There again, getting out of self. It's that self-centeredness that's going to be there to challenge me always and forever. But this step 10 can help me keep it clear. And I'm grateful to be able to have this practice. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Penny Elsie. Who'd like to comment on that great paragraph on step 10, page 84, paragraph 2. Jody E. I recognize Sansa. Irene B. I heard Jody and Irene B. Michelle. Michelle. Natalie G. Natalie G. And Leah. That's all I can take right now. And so let's see. Yeah, so what I've got is Sansa H. Jody, I believe that's EQ. And uh, Irene B, Michelle J, uh, Natalie G, and Leah F. And then we'll take another round after that, okay? So, uh, Santa, you're going to be up first. If you're not, Santa, please mute your phone. And um, Judy, Jody EQ will be right after, or Jody E will be right after Santa H. Please go ahead, Santa. Good morning, my fellows, and thank you so much, Elaine, for hearing me. Um, my name is Santa H. I'm a grateful um, cover compulsive overeater calling in from New Jersey. And oh, I, I love what Penny said. Penny said it so beautifully. Um, this here step is a very, very important step to me today. I mean, it tells me three times in this one paragraph to continue. And I found for me that when I did not take this step seriously, when I felt that, oh, I didn't have time, I was too busy, or oh, I'd do it later, and later never came, um, it was all those built-up emotions that I didn't deal with that caused me to go back to the food. And so today, this step is like my lifeline. I mean, this is my connection to a higher power, is this step 10. And I, I like the fact that... Um, it tells me here that I continue to take personal inventory. So just because I've done steps four through nine doesn't mean that I'm done. It's like, oh, i got to do this all over again? Yeah, i got to do this the rest of my life. I can sit here and just continue for a lifetime. Um, I can't rest on my laurels here. Um, I, I, I can't stop because the greater portion of my disease is the mental obsession. And that's what I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis when those fears and those resentments come up. It doesn't matter how petty they may seem to someone else or even to myself. I still get it down on paper and I reach out to another fellow and I discuss it with them because sometimes just by writing it down, I see more than I could have in my head. And also from writing it down, I can clearly share it with someone else. And also that person gives me spiritual feedback that helps me to see what I don't see. It helps me to go deeper. And I'm just so grateful for this, for this process. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share this morning. With that, I pass. Well, thank you so much, Santa H. Okay, Jody E., you're up next, and you'll be followed by Irene B. Please go ahead, Jody. Thank you, Elaine. Good morning. This is Jody E., gratefully recovered in California and gratefully studying this big book with you. Step 10 is one of these maintenance steps that I am told I must use on a regular basis whenever my defects of character 
crop up, which they will. They will. My selfishness. When things don't go my way and I get riled up, that's my selfishness. My dishonesty. How am I being dishonest? What lies am I telling myself? Or what am I failing to say that needs to be said? My resentments. People. Institutions. Principles. That don't follow my script. And my fear. My ever-present fear. Which I believe is really tied to my ego. All of these are tied to my ego. And my reliance on myself rather than on my infinite God. So here I'm given these beautiful instructions to continue to take a personal inventory and set right the mistakes I make along the way. And then there's steps six and seven in there. Am I willing and ready to let this defective character go? Am I willing and ready to take full responsibility for myself and my life and to stop depending on others in an unhealthy way or an inappropriate way? Am I ready and willing to trust my higher power completely, not only with my life, but the life of my loved ones, my daughter, my sister, my ex-husband, can I trust their lives to their higher powers, their higher power? And I have this beautiful fellowship of people to which I can go when agitated or doubtful. I have my higher power and I can do a 10th step. Once I start doing my ninth step, I can start doing the 10th step right away. What a great gift this is. What a great gift we are. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Jody E. Irene B., you're up next, and you'll be followed by Michelle J. Good morning, Elaine. Thank you so much for your beautiful service, and thank you for hearing me. I did not know if I was going to be heard. Um, I'm uh, Irene B., uh, very gratefully abstinent really recovering bulimic from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I am so pleased that I am more recovered than I than I thought I was. And the reason I know this is because I have reacted to situations that in the past would have taken me to the edge of despair because I would have um, evaluated the situation as complete rejection of me, but instead I didn't take things personally and was able to to see the situation with the eyes of understanding love and from another person's point of view, which is truly a gift of God to not be so immersed in the self that I'm able to see outside of myself and what a gift that is. And without step 10, I would be lost and the reason I would be lost is because the only way I can experience love, acceptance, 
the way I need to experience it is through the love of God. Outside of the love of God and the validation from God, no human being can give me the love and acceptance, the unconditional love and acceptance that I feel I need, and God gives me that. And in doing the 10-step process on a daily basis, I join the 10-step train that I'm so thankful for because it keeps me connected to my higher power because I don't always have the discipline to reach out to my God. I don't. I forget about him. Uh, the moment I I stop praying, you know, you guys are teaching me to stay connected to him. And if I start thinking when I notice that I have the building, the buildup of human emotion to go to, to go to God, which is what step 10 does, you know, we start with prayer, we end with prayer. That means that we're talking to God. To me, that's the most important part of the process. And for me, this is not an intellectual exercise. To me, this program is all about the heart. And until I learn love, tolerance, and patience, I'm not going to heal. But I had to experience that from others. And what I experienced from my sponsor, the love, tolerance, and exception that I got from her, that's what's healing me. Is God with skin on because I need that love. I don't need judgment. I don't need harshness. I need love. I need tenderness. And that's me. That's my experience. And um, my connection to God helps me to connect to self because for me, if I can name it, I can process it. But the problem for me is that in the past, when I was very, very sick, I did not even know why I wanted to eat. All I knew I wanted to eat. If somebody told me, what's wrong, what's going on, I couldn't tell you. All I could tell you is I want to eat. Well, what are you upset about? Nothing. Well, what's going on? Nothing. I just want to eat. And it's like, get out of my way because i got to go get And Gentle um, reminder. And with that, I will pass. I will just say thank you so much for helping me connect to God and for showing me love that I need to heal because I need love. And I don't need intellectualization. I need heart. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Ditto that. <laughs> okay, uh, Michelle J., you are up next, and you'll be followed by Natalie G. Natalia G. Michelle J.? I want to unmute. Thank you. I had to unmute. Um, yeah. So I I'm with all of you. The the third uh, continue continue was about emotions, and um, sometimes they get buried and they're so deep that uh, that we don't even know they're there, but they can build up. So I hope I'm going to share a poem that I wrote during my process, and I hope that it is helpful to somebody out there to let their emotions be resurrected and come up into the light where they can be dealt with. And the poem goes like this, I have them, they are mine, they are not bad, and they won't destroy me. I don't need to fear them, hide from them, or bury them. They have roots that travel away from the light, they hide in the darkness, sinking into the abyss. Sometimes they become lost in that black void and threaten to take me down with them. Breathe, just breathe, let go. Let them come out. They are not bad. They won't destroy me. Claim them as mine. I don't need to fear, hide, or bury them. Rejuvenation is possible. New life is possible. If I let them up into the light. 
And the title of that poem is Resurrected Emotions. In this program, I have learned that there is so much that is gone, lost, and forgotten, but it's still inside. It is there, and, and I want to bring it up. I want to deal with it. And the more I do, the more I recover, and the grander life is. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your poem, too. So I think I deciphered my own writing here, and it's actually Natalie G. And then you'll be followed by Leah S. And then we'll take another roundup of uh, shares on page 84, paragraph 2. This thought brings us to step 10. Please go ahead, Natalie G. Hi, can you hear me, Elaine? Yes, I can. Just great. Thanks. Hi, Elaine. It's Natalie G. And everybody, this is my first time sharing uh, on A Vision for You, but I've been in the program for a long time. Uh, I love this step, and I always have. And the reason I love it is because it's a very clear direction to me that I need to continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes. And, you know, when I was in the food, what I continued to do was take everybody else's inventory and continue to blame them for their mistakes in my life. And um, and then I was in the food. My, it, my understanding of my disease has changed over the years. I used to think the disease was about the food. And I know now that the disease is that I have this allergy of the body and I have this curious mental twist that says, you know, it's everybody else's fault and I got to go pick up in order to comfort myself. And this is the antidote to that. Um, so, um, oh, I love being my age because everything just goes out the window all of a sudden. Anyway, um, I have been doing Step 10 since I got into the program uh, 10 years ago, and I love it. And um, what I love is it's basically four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, all in a nice little package. And um, I was listening to a speaker. I've been listening to a lot of speakers lately. And what I love is this step keeps me in line with the will of my higher power because I want to pretend that I don't have this disease, that I'm not a human being, that I don't have to clean it up. And and throughout the day, I try to take my, my own will as the way it should be, you know, um, I'm great in the morning, I do my prayers, and then I hit that doorknob and I get outside and someone's in front of me in traffic and I'm swearing at them. And it comes out even before I know it and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, take your inventory, what's going on here, restless, irritable, discontent. And this is the way I get to line myself back up with with my higher powers will for me. Um, And it's not hard to understand what it is. It's about loving. It says it in the bottom paragraph. Uh, or in the bottom part of the paragraph. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and tolerance is our co- is, of others is our code. And um, boy, I'm not perfect at it, not by any means, but I sure do have this wonderful step um, to take to keep me from going back into the food because without this, that's exactly where I'm going. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Natalie G. Great to hear you share for the first time. And I hope to hear some more new people, too, uh, people who haven't shared before, too. Right after Leah S. shares, we'll be taking another line up on this, the second paragraph on page 84. Leah S., please share your experience, strength, and hope. I didn't know that my time was up. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Elaine. Thank you, everyone. 
Uh, Leah has recovered and recovering physically in Brooklyn. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, the big book is so, so smart. <laughs> there is such wisdom in this. And yet, I've had other people tell me, hey, we just finished the ninth step. What are we, what are we coming into the tenth step for? I mean, we just like really, really had a, a reckoning time over here in Ninth Step. You know, this is a time of reckoning, you know, all that court thing and and, and, and being way to measure and, you know, let's get clean. And the big book is so smart. There are so many stages in our life. We don't know. We... Um, we encounter things, and we have these character defects. They're deep inside of us. They just don't surface when we're practicing our program. What does it mean, practicing our program? It means when I'm feeling frustrated, when I'm feeling uh, exasperated, whatever, you know, like the adjective of the negative word, I know I have to do a 10-step. i got to stop. You know, people, when you got to go, you just got to go. You excuse yourself and you go to that bathroom. You know, this is the same way I got to do a 10-step. I got to stop what I'm doing and feel those feelings so that I can help God help me rid of those feelings. Because, you know, those negative feelings are definitely going to take me back into my food, into my obsession. And so we are in different stages of our life every single day, some some even hour by hour, you know. But um, when we do a step 10, uh, we do a step 4 again. And then we go a little bit deeper. So big deal, you're feeling this, but what is making you feel this? And what is making you feel even this as well? Is it your own ego that is at stake over here? Or is it your being judgmental of others? And it is such a relief. <laughs> and that's all I have today. And thank you for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Leah. Okie dokie, who's up? Who wants to share? Mo H. Reggie O. H. Reggie O. Carrie S. Carrie S. Audrey T. Audrey T. Pedro B. Pedro B. Let's uh, Wendy we'll M. Take, we'll take Wendy M. And hopefully we can fit everybody in. I think we can. I think we can. Let's give it a try. Okay, here's the lineup. Mo H. Followed by Reggie O. Terry F. Audrey T. Pedro B. And Wendy M. Take it away, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elaine. My name is Mo H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Walnut Creek, California. I just had to share on this uh, on this paragraph because this is my favorite, favorite, favorite step. I have been in the rooms since 1989, and I thought I just ate because I like to eat. I didn't know about the feelings part. And it wasn't until four years ago when I had my last debacle that my sponsor, when she was taking me through the steps again, taught me how to do this step. And 
it was amazing. I went, oh my God, that's what that's what I'm supposed to be doing because as I heard, we see the word continue many times, and this step for me is my growth step. I continue to grow. I think I continue to grow closer to God, closer to my fellows, closer to my family by doing this step. And when I'm off the beam, that's what I call it. When I'm off balance, I know something is going on. I need to do a 10 step. My sponsor also has me do 10 steps on food dreams. When I have a food dream, I do a 10 step because she says there is something beneath it. But this step, which is just a miracle step to me, it takes me through, as everybody said, all the other steps, four through nine. And I start teaching my sponsees, I start taking them through 10 steps when they're on their fourth step. And I know there's controversy on that, but it's just the way I do it because they're starting to have emotions. They're starting to have feelings or they're starting to notice them. Uh, one of my words that I teach them is notice, name, and become conscious. So I notice, I name it, and then I become conscious. And becoming conscious is, to me, working the 10th step. And that will help them in the process of getting through the fourth. So I just, I just call this my miracle step. And I am going to pass and give others an opportunity to share. Thanks, Elaine, for your service. Thank you, Mo H. Okie dokie, Reggie O, you are up next, followed by Terry S. Hey, thank you, Elaine. Uh, this is Reggie O, gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And, oh, thanks, everybody, for the great shares this morning and for this, well, this amazing step. I There's a lot that stood out for me this morning. Um, one is the again to continue. It's like I'm 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 not done, you know. Even if I've completed my entire immense list, I'm not done because I'm a human being, and I'm always going to have emotion. And the other thing that just made me think that I made me think about reading it this morning and listening to folks is that, like my my major purpose that states back in the earlier part of the book is to find a higher power that can do for me what I cannot do. Uh, surrender and come to depend on that higher power and grow more and more in connection with that higher power for more and more of my life, Uh, the the hours and the minutes of my life. And, you know, it says down here, when these crop up, when selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear crop up, we ask God at once to remove them at once. And, you know, that really woke me up this morning because uh, it's, I'm going to have these in the course of any day I've come to see uh, if if I can be awake and notice them. And and when that happens, if I'm awake and I notice them, then I, it's an immediate opportunity to connect with my higher power and to bring my higher power more and more in my life. Because when they crop up, I ask God at once to remove them. Similar to 11th step, you know, we pause when agitated or doubtful, ask for the right thought or action. I'm I'm finding ways to stay more in connection and rely, trust and rely on God throughout my life, throughout the course of my day, rather. Um, and it and it tells me, you know, I had a great experience. I bought a new big book uh, when I was at the convention this weekend, a new study edition, and um, and I, I had I had to make a, I had to do a tenth step on it yesterday, and I could do another one this morning because I couldn't put it down, and I was going through and marking and doing my promises and this and that 
And uh, I just wanted to get it all done. I was up until 11 o'clock working on this last night, way beyond my bedtime. Continue. I don't need to, I can never do it all in a day. And even if I had marked and underlined everything in my big book that I needed to, there would always be something else, you know, that someone would say or a new realization. But this keeps me in, this, this keeps me in contact with what's going on with me. It keeps me in contact with my higher power and growing that relationship. It keeps me in contact with my fellow human beings in recovery that we help each other. And, and then it reminds me that I have something to give to someone else, and I resolutely do what I'm here to do, you know, which is be of the maximum service to God and my fellow human beings. I ter- resolutely turn my thoughts to someone I can help. So I'm really grateful for this continuing message this morning, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Rizio. Grateful for you. Okay. Um, Harry, if you're up next, followed by... Audrey T. Hi. Yes, thank you, Elaine. This is Terry S. as in Sam in Bend, Oregon. And I I had no idea that Step 10 meant what it meant (laughs) all the years I've been in OA. And with the Visions Big Book Study, it has become an integral part of my life that I am constantly forgetting to check in with my higher power and step 10 reminds me that oh oh I'm feeling something and I better ask God to help me out with it Uh, what I really love about this paragraph is it's so wisely written because it says I'm going to make new mistakes and I'm going when I goof up I don't have the book in front of me I need to continue to work on that. And as a controlling perfectionist, this is brilliant because, oh, I didn't graduate with step nine. I'm going to still make new mistakes. I'm not perfect. So that was a big eye opener for me. What step 10 does is it keeps me grounded in my heart. It keeps me grounded into my higher power. And it reminds me that I have a way out, and I am so grateful today to have a way out of this damned disease. I cannot express how much gratitude I feel. So I wanted to say hasta luego to everyone. I'm going to Mexico for two weeks on a yoga retreat. And the only reason I'm sharing that is because this year I'm going down four sizes smaller than last year. And that is only because of this program. And it is only a side benefit of the millions of pounds of spiritual baggage and emotional junk that I have cleared out. I'm so blessed. And I welcome the newcomers that are here today. I encourage all of us to keep working our stuff, keep working the steps, and with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thanks, Carrie. Hasta la vista. Um, Audrey T., you're up next, followed by Pedro B. So I want to unmute, Audrey. Oh, good morning. I hear you. Good, good morning. morning, everyone. This is my second 
vision for you meeting, first time sharing, and I appreciate you all being there. And thank you for um, moderating, Elaine. Um, I just want to check in and um, how do I say this? These steps have um, been evolving for me because I'm seeing them with a different pair of glasses today. I think my my vision is clearer. It's just I see them when I see them. And it's at a different level. And um, working the steps has been um, an interesting process for me and on like a daily basis. Um, I'm seeing how hard I am on myself. And uh, oh, I forgot to say I'm a compulsive overeater, undereater, anorexic, and I live in Southern California. Um, but the thing is, when you, what I'm learning for me is to see what I do with no judgment. And I always think I own a man for everything. <laughs> And to not have to just run and do that. Um, I can feel those feelings, talk about it with my sponsor or somebody I trust in the program. And then if I own amends, that's great. But I always wanted to run out and not feel the feelings. And that could be saying I'm sorry to someone or making my amends and not really getting to the heart of it because um, that's been helping me to not react but to respond and to slow down um, and to be more quiet. You guys, when I wake up, I don't always wake up with um, feeling like dancing. <laughs> it's work for me. So with my higher power self, it's not work. But I need to pray and start my day on that tone and um, waking up to this meeting is a gift, just such a gift. You guys are starting my day out with uh, positive things to hear and, and to read. And um, But I'm saying just for me that, yes, I'm human, I make mistakes, and working on it without any whip, without any judgment, and that's where God really, really, really comes in for me, and God's was get on. And um, I hope everyone has a wonderful day today. And thank you all for being there. And I pass. Thank you, Audrey. Welcome. Thank you for sharing today. Pedro B., you are up next, and you're followed by Wendy M. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, thank you so much for your service. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, happy anniversary, OA. Um, so uh, it was incredible the celebration LAX this weekend uh, unbelievable how they touched my heart and they inspired me and they motivated me and I feel like I'm in a new place and and this morning I come into this meeting and I found this step which is uh, incredible this, this paragraph is packed with so much information it's information that that I need every single moment because uh, what happens is that uh, I am feeling every single moment. I'm either mad, glad, or sad. And the word continue is is such an important word for me. 
you know, continue to take personal inventory, continue to set right in a new mistake as we, because I keep making mistakes, you know. Yeah, I just realized this morning that, oh, wow, I made a mistake yesterday with my father, and he brought up so many feelings. This this 86-year-old man that has got in such a competition with me that, uh, uh, I don't know why, but uh, and all I need from him, I heard it this morning, is love, really. But I need to do a ten step because he brought up anger, resentment in me. You see, and, and it's the 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 word when it's not a matter of it's going no, it's going to come up. I'm going to get selfish. I'm going to be dishonest. I'm going to be resentful. I'm going to be fearful. You know, and there's oh, it seems to be. You know, every time, you know, I get angry or, or, or I get fearful or, or I get dishonest or I get selfish, it uh, I, I'm playing a part. I'm playing a part in it. So, but, you know, again, back to the word continue, it's like I need to continue taking the steps. I need to continue working on my faith need to continue. If I give up, see, it's easy for me to start doing anything. I can say this moment, I think I'm going to become a doctor. That's very easy. You know, very easy to do, very easy to say. Now, the moment I say I'm going to become a doctor, I'm going to have to go through a lot of stuff to become a doctor. And whether I get to the end or not, it's up to me whether I continue or not. You know, it. It takes uh, one step, the first step, to go to a thousand-mile trip. But if I stop, I never get there. You know, so uh, what's the goal here? Primary purpose, right? What's the primary purpose? I think it says uh, to stay abstinent and help other. You know, recovery, really. Recovery is a lot more than Just a reminder. Thank you so very much. I just wanted to share a little bit of my strength and hope, and I'm so excited. I started working on step one again, uh, and and I'm going to go through the step. Hopefully, I'll be done in, in five weeks by, by uh, February 24th. And thank you so much for your experience, strength, and hope. I love you all. Have a great day. Thanks, Pedro. Glad you're here. Wendy M., you're going to be our final share for today. Please go ahead. Good morning. This is Wendy M. Can you hear me okay? Just fine. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Um, Wendy M. Compulsive Overeater, um, Recovering Bulimic from South Dakota. And I'm really happy to be on this meeting again. You know, God just kind of taps me on the shoulder at my time (laughs) in the morning when this meeting happens and says, it's time. And uh, God does for me what I cannot do for myself because there's no way that I would remember, I have no sense of timing or very little. And um, it's just, yeah, I am so glad that I have a higher power that does that. This step 10 is, um, it punches, has a punch to it. And um, I've I've been um, in OA for a while. I now have over seven months of, of good recovery. I'm working with a sponsor who's taking me through the steps right now in an amazing way that um, I've never been before. Um, I have 31 years of sobriety in another program, and I've been through these steps over and over again. But um, this time, it's this time it's different. I think you know another 
another layer of the onion is being peeled off. And I tell you what, I turn around and open my mouth and put my foot in it. That seems to be one of my largest mistakes lately. And I'm so glad it says continue to take personal inventory. And last night I was at a meeting, I opened my mouth and, and I said a blasphemous statement. It was like, where did that come from? And how did it even get out of my mouth? And I just, um, I amaze myself sometimes that I do things like that. I have had to make more amends lately by opening my mouth, putting my foot in it. And I love the, the, what people were talking about being a perfectionist. And then I kicked myself. And, but and this time, it, you know, when you were reading, the paragraph was being read and discussed, it says continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. And I, I think as, you know, that poem was being read and what's underneath it and what's going on and, and it's fear. I'm afraid of something unknown that I cannot seem to get an answer to. And I, I just need to ask God for help to find that answer. Um, this, is a, this is a great step because it's, it's a maintenance step. And... Boy, it's kind of like a car, you know, we have to take care of it. We have to take care of our program. You know, we have to change the oil in our car. We have to, you know, do the maintenance of our car. And this is what I'm doing with my program. I'm doing the maintenance. And now, you know, I have, a, I have this awesome program. I have a sponsor that I can call and say, I blew it again, you know, and, and the sponsor and I will walk through it because I can't do this alone. This is a we program. I am so happy to to be on once again and that God tapped me on the shoulder and said it's time. Thank you for moderating and all those who shared. It's just it's a pleasure and an honor and I'm very blessed today. Thank you for allowing me to share and I will pass. Thank you so much Wendy M and everybody who has shared, listened, been here today and part of making this a beautiful meeting. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll now transition by reading from the big book on page 164. Will Dondi please read a vision for you? Good morning. This is Don B. from Recovered from Southern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We real, realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you tread to the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.